there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Masterclass from Celtic at McDermott Park yesterday, 4 1 against the Saints, and relentless on Saturday if a little bit ragged Rangers performance on Saturday but still nine points in it 13 games to go and the question tonight for Barry and Marquez can Rangers catch Celtic or is it all but done and dusted and we should start thinking now about the League Cup final just a few weeks away all four bottom clubs losing at the weekend so it's going to be some battle at the bottom of the table and in the championship Queen's Park a good win for them and uh, some of the others near the top lost so what do you think 0808 17 17 700 can anyone catch Celtic Barry would it be fair to say a masterclass yesterday Celtic winning 4-1 yeah they've just carried on this form for um, well, basically all season Paul um, I know they had the slip up against St Murn, um but Watching the game yesterday, they went to a difficult place, McDermott Park. The pitch wasn't ideal, but I thought it was a real professional performance um, from Celtic. When they conceded that goal, you think St. Johnson could get back into the game, but look, they just stepped up a gear for me and, and obviously got the third goal. Second half, it was pretty pretty easy for, for Celtic, and then obviously they got the goal just before the end of the game. So, yep, Celtic are in fine form but all Rangers can do Paul is um, continue to win and hope at some stage Celtic do slap up they're hanging in there Rangers but they didn't play as well as they did against Hearts for example which looked to be one of the hardest games of the season well there, there was a massive difference, uh, difference sorry in the performance Wednesday night against Tynecastle uh, sorry against Hearts at Tynecastle I said to you Paul I thought it was the best I've seen Rangers in a number of years but Saturday, um, they just didn't click. But the main thing again is uh, they found a way to, to get the, the, the three points. You've got to give credit to Ross County. Malky's come down, had a game plan. They, they got back into the game, one each. Um, and obviously Barisic got the, the winning goal, albeit from a, yeah. a deflection. Um, but the main thing for, for Rangers, when you're not playing at your top of your, your game, you make sure you get the three points. And that's exactly what Rangers done. A goal for the birthday boy, Jordan White. He seems to do it against Rangers, uh, his boyhood uh, heroes, Mark. But it wasn't enough for Ross County. So <clears> it hasn't changed at the top. You saw the game, St. Johnson against Celtic. Uh, what do you make of the champions-elect? Would you say that's what they are? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know Andy didn't want to get, to get drawn into it yesterday. And that is um, understandable because there's 13 games to play. 39 points up for grabs. Yeah. But yet yeah, Celtic won't be stopped in the league, Paul. There's no chance. As you said there, you used a great phrase, Rangers are hanging in there. And that's all they can do. But the damage has been done. Um, you know, I, I remember saying at the start of the season, but I, I thought it'd be real neck and neck. I didn't really didn't expect Celtic to have a nine-point uh, lead. I did fancy that we won the title. Um, but I did think that the, the, the winner of the title would go over 100 points because I didn't think they would drop that many. Celtic, I think Paul, um, at the moment, can get 109 um, yeah. points that's you know if they win every game mm. um, 
So yeah, I think that you know, I think certainly Celtic will be champions. Whether they'll get to 109, I think I think that's probably too big um, an ask. But I certainly think they'll win the title uh, with more than 100 points. And you could have Rangers um, on on low 90s as runners up, which would be pretty, <laughs> you know, pretty incredible yeah. um, as well. But no, Celtic. You look at the squad, Paul, and the thing that strikes me about them, uh, watching them live yesterday, is that they they are so calm. Never get flustered um, at any stage um, at all. They all know what they're doing. And um, I look at somebody like like Maida, and I think it's the I think it's maybe the second goal. It's either the first or the second goal. And you watch where he is the time the ball gets in the box. He's twenty five yards out, and by the time the ball crosses the line, you watch his sprint over 14, 15 yards. He's lightning quick, and that desire to get in the end of it. I can't remember if it was maybe the own goal, the only one, but. Yeah. Just keep an eye on Maida um, if you watch a, a replay. Anyway, they're just they're, they're a pretty special team at the moment. Pretty special. They've come back after the World Cup even better. Moy's been mentioned time after time. Maeda, you mentioned there. Kyogo, Barry. Remember the start of the season, he was scoring goals, but wasn't his best. But look at his touch at his goal yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I, I think I've seen something today. 22 goals in 32 games. Um, it's a fair, fair yep. return. Um, he looks back to, to fine form. Um but listen, is when you're playing games like that, you're you're wanting um, six or seven players on top form. But Celtic are getting most of them, most of the starting eleven, um, nine and ten players in top form. And and you felt that yesterday, as I said at the start of the show, Paul, when when St. Johnson get that goal back, Mark made a good point. They're they're calm. They don't panic. They they stick to what they they're obviously taught and and training. And um, and they get that third goal, um, and that puts them on for me easy street. And then the second half, it's more about just keeping possession and and seeing the game out. And obviously they, they get that fourth uh, fourth goal. But yeah, there is players that are playing at the top of their game. Aaron Moy, his his finish was exceptional. Mm. It was a a good piece of, of, of playing a real a real calm finish. He, guys like him um, in top of their game at this moment in time. So as I said, it is going to be a tough ask for Rangers, but. Again, you've got to just, um, first and foremost, do your job. You continue to win and, and hope. That's a big word, and hope that Celtic do drop some points. But if I'm being honest with you and watch them, the last couple of games, the last two or three games, it doesn't look like it. 13 games to go, as Mark mentioned. 25 gone. Uh, elsewhere in the league, Aberdeen, 3-1 win against Motherwell, so they get back winning. But from Motherwell's point of view, it's so tough. They are down joint at the bottom. Hearts, 3-1 against Dundee United. Lauren Shankland on the score sheet again. Livy, 3-1 against uh, Kilmarnock. And we said about uh, Joe Nubley being back, and my goodness, he made a difference for Livy. And St Mirren losing at home to Hibs. Hibs now putting a run together. But at the top, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. What was his assessment of the game yesterday, lunchtime, in Perth? Yeah, really pleased. Um, yeah, conditions weren't easy, um, particularly the pitch. And, uh, you know, we had to sort of overcome that and, and not steer too far away from our football. And I thought, um, you know, we did that because of the nature of the game and, and obviously the, the pitch. There were times we had to defend. I thought we did that really well as well, which was good to see. And, uh, yeah, we've got four good goals. And the headline today thinks there is more to come. They can go up a level. When we spoke last week at Dundee United, you said there's more to come from Aaron Moy. Did he prove that again today? Yeah, look, um, there's more to come from all of them. You know, um, There's no kind of uh, reasoning for them to, to stay where they are or, or to be content with what they've done so far. Um, all of them should improve, want to improve. 
my role is to make sure they do. And uh, yeah, Aaron was great again today, but you know, I thought uh, there was a few that you know, really put in a strong performance considering it's been you know three games in a week. Mark, that was him obviously on Sky Sports mm. afterwards. Uh, what do yeah. you make of it overall with Celtic? It looked to me watching it on television, it was a good game to watch in difficult circumstances with the pitch. Yeah, I mean, the pitch, um, you know, at the start of the game was, was fine, a wee bit bobbly, and then, you know, it started to, to cut up, but, uh, you know, Celtic coped with it um, well. Just a, well, they're just a top team. I, I mean, I think we come on here just about every Monday night, and they, they, they play, you know, they play pretty well. Um, they cast aside most opposition without, um, you know, too much fuss. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're good, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm going to go back to some more stats and some more numbers just yeah. to show what Celtic um, are about. They won the title last season with 93 points. Rangers were runners-up on 89. Now you want to improve year on year. At the moment, Celtic could get 109. Let's say they even finish on 104. Right? Yeah. Let's say they drop four or five points. That's that's an 11-point improvement. Rangers could... Rangers could Maximum Rangers can get to 100 points on 89 last season. Rangers could finish runners-up on 95 yeah. 96 points which is more than what Celtic got for winning the title last year so it shows both are improving but the improvement in Celtic um, under Ange Postecoglou um, is there for all to see and the thing is it demands it demands more from them you know as he said there he's not going to settle for when it, what ultimately all they can do is win the treble inside the camp that will be the aim and we'll know pretty quickly if that's going to be on because we've got a fantastic League Cup final to look forward to uh, two weeks on Sunday um, they've, they've both only I think just got two games to go between then and the cup final Scottish Cup this weekend and then one more league game wow, um, yeah. before the, the, mm-hmm. the league cup final so Look at his face. we're in for a special we are Barry I think, smiling. I think no, we're in for a yeah, special yeah, month no, no, you know? yeah. something yeah. Mark says there yeah. we're saying it every Monday yeah. and every Sunday I'm sitting down yeah. on my sofa to watch Celtic thinking yeah. <laughs> from an Rangers point of yeah. view could this be the day you mm-hmm. never know with the pitch as Mark says I thought the pitch actually looked okay at the start of the game but as the game yeah. went on it sure. was cutting up but it doesn't seem to affect them um, what do you do do you watch it all the way or do you go out for a no no I watch it listen uh, yeah. at the end of the day yeah. I'm not going to hide it look, I want Rangers to, to win um, no doubt about it but you've got to you've got to be respectful in terms of when you watch a Celtic team and, and some of the the play um, that they produce and yeah. the, the, the standards that the players are are, are setting um, you've got to be open and honest about it and respectful and, and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking it is a team where they, they do look in a real good place at this moment in time and, and again he makes the changes and you see the changes and the quality that's coming off but yeah. even the quality that's coming on um, it is look he's, he's done a, a phenomenal job um, as I said I'm sitting down every Sunday thinking oh, is this the day they could maybe drop yeah. a couple of points but to be honest with you similar what I says when the game at Tanadice, I didn't feel at any stage in the game yeah. that St. Johnson were going to get back in it. Even when they got that goal back, I just felt Celtic then went up a, a gear and got that third goal. I think as well, when you watch them, you know, all the plaudits come from middle to front and you yeah. understand why. The mm. movement, the, the way they interchange, yeah. you know, Jota and Maida were swapping wings for fun um, yesterday. But then you you look at it back. I think St. Johnson scored. Yes, it was a right good goal from 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 Dre Wright. A good dig. Should, should the keeper have got it? Yeah, sorry. I think Joe yeah. Hart should be saving right. it. To be honest, that said, it's it's maybe taking a wee a wee dip. But um, first goal they've conceded in seven games. Yeah. Um, you watch them, and I think back to the game at Ibrox at the turn of the year when I think it's two two. Our Rangers are two one up. It was a chance to make it three one. 
I know again we've said it many times but just to reiterate the point Carter Vickers is a hell of a defender yeah. I mean see the way he reads the game you watch him the way he reads it the way he covers for for, for his colleagues the protection that he gives uh, Joe Hart he's absolutely solid he's an outstanding defender and when you think back it could be a a pivotal moment this evening though you know it wasn't a make or break for Celtic had they lost at Ibrox on, on early January but that tackle the block was it Tillman or Kent remember the, the one there was a chance he's cleaned through and, and Carter Vickers gets Tillman, Tillman. Yep. you know yep. you think back to a moment like that but as I say they get all the plaudits middle of fun Aaron Moy's getting yeah. all the headlines now and rightly so but Cameron Carter Vickers at 6 million quid my god what a bit of business that is maybe the best in the country at the moment the way he's playing yeah, I mean, again, it was one of the ones he had a few loan periods when when he was um, out on loan from from Tottenham, and and he, he did okay. I thought when he first came up here. I mean, I've said this a few times. I thought the six, the first six months he's he's Celtic career. I'm thinking he, he looks okay, but he's grew into um, one of the leaders and one of the players. I mean, when you when you look at teams, whether it's Rangers, whether it's Celtic, you look at Celtic and you think Callum McGregor and Carter Vickers. That's the two that if anything happens I think Celtic could I wouldn't say they would struggle but they would they would be massive losses um, but Carter Vickers has, um, has turned out to be an unbelievable buy at, at 6 million quid so the cup is next the league by the time we go live and unscripted from Oren Moore so it'll be Barry Ferguson with supporting acts Mark Weedy and Paul Cooney <laughs> we can't wait the 9th of March I wonder if the league will be all over by then I wondered uh, the other day you know on Saturday when it went to 1-1 and if mm. Rangers hadn't scored would you I mean it's now it's a moot point now would you then be saying if Rangers drop any points yeah Rangers can drop it? any points yep. Paul not one no, no not one point nine points is still a, a big a massive mm. ask in fact mm. and it's going to be tough yeah. and I've Always says yep. that, but you, you've got it. You can't give up the fight. Yep. Rangers are, are doing their business with winning games of football. Was it great on Saturday? No, it no. wasn't. But I, I think before the World Cup, if Ross County got that equaliser, I think they would have maybe have struggled to get the, the three points. We're going to get Barry's take shortly and Mark's on Rangers and the rotating goalkeepers. Uh, Alan McGregor dropped at the weekend and it was John McLaughlin. We're going to talk about that shortly. Um, what about Ange on the game? Here's a bit more from him speaking about Celtic's 4-1 win yesterday against St. Johnson. As the game wore on, the pitch sort of got more and more cut up, which meant you know it was, there was going to be more mistakes, harder for us to move the ball quickly. Um, having said that, I still thought... You know, some of our football was excellent. Um, but yeah, important when you get those goals, it kind of gives you a little foothold into the game. Disappointed to concede the one we did. But then again, you know, we, we reacted to that in, in the right manner. They did. They were two up and then suddenly Jay Wright, it was a terrific strike. What did the manager make of the goal? It was a great strike. I don't want to take anything away from it. But, you know, we, we, we gave the ball away cheaply in the midfield. We spoke about it before the game. Then on this pitch, you know, you've got to really protect the ball. And um, I thought we gave it away a bit softly and kind of gave them an opportunity. Barry, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, it was a couple yeah. of mistakes. Hattati, um, mm -hmm. get caught in the ball. Um, listen, great strike by, by Drew Wright, no, no doubt about it. But listen, Joe Hart's... I think if you, you ask Joe Hart himself, he'll be disappointed that he, he never saved that. Mark, you did touch on it. I should be saying it. You know, like, sure. On one hand, you want to give credit to, to, to yeah. Drew Wright for, you know, for having a pop at a, uh, from 25 yards or a, a goalie of uh, Joe Hart's quality. If you're Joe Hart, you should be saving it. If you're Drew Wright, you're thinking... Yeah, dancer. You know, I've scored a cracking goal against a top goalkeeper, um, and it brought St. Johnson. Um, I think Joe back was maybe surprised that the strike came so right. early because he, he has his right. he struck. I mean, he struck it brilliantly, but he struck it early as right. well, yeah. and maybe that's caught Joe by, by surprise. 
We're going to talk Rangers goalkeepers next. In fact, let's do it. Michael Beale's talking about rotating keepers uh, and why he's doing it. This week, there's obviously been two games, a couple of late, uh, late night in the week, and you just feel that John uh, is the fresher goalie coming in today. I didn't think he had much to do in the game, so... I will continue to rotate and I think it's the right thing to do. The schedule's opening up a little bit now. We don't play again in midweek, I think, until the middle of March when we play away at Hibs. So I won't have the issue in terms of fatigue with anybody. Like anybody, goalkeeper, outfield player, won't have that. So I wouldn't expect five subs every game now. I think you're seeing it because I'm trying to get us through a tough schedule without having done a pre-season with the group, if you like. And knowing where everyone's at physically, you're trying to... Um, to rotate, to keep the energy on the pitch. I thought it looked fantastic, that rotation on Wednesday night. It didn't look so good on Saturday afternoon. Barry, who's in for Rangers against Partick Thistle in the Cup? In goals? I, 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 I think it's a position that, that you can't rotate. I honestly do, and I'm just giving you my honest opinion. Um, you mentioned fatigue there. Look, goalkeepers, I know they're... They've got to do a bit of running, but I can't see how they're, they're going to be uh, fatigued. For me, it's Alan McGregor's Rangers number one um, in, until the end of the season. And um, I was surprised that he made the change again. But listen, it's what the, the one, I know John McLaughlin's made a mistake at the goal. I think he's he's come out and he's flapped a bit at it. And obviously Jordan White's got the header uh, to get the equaliser. Um, but they've no lost so it looks as if he's making the right decision but for me it's a position you I don't like seeing a lot of rotation I think if you ask ex-professionals or, or professionals that are playing at this moment in time they would they would um, most of them I would imagine would agree with me Mark do you know many fatigued goalkeepers? No, no I, can, I can only imagine reading between the lines that maybe uh, Michael Beale's kind of hinting that you know Alan McGregor's 40 now maybe just thinking you know Okay, he didn't have a lot to do. It was a comfortable win for Rangers on Wednesday, but potentially, you know, it was a real tough fixture. And I think pretty early in the game, McGregor's had a good save, hasn't he? One on one with his legs, he stayed big. Um, so maybe he's just thought, you know, just that pressure mentally. I don't quite get it myself, but that's the only thing that I can think of. But yeah, Alan McGregor um, is a number one. Um, you know, when you look at goalkeepers, Paul, at that level, if you're playing, you know, for Rangers, You've got, you've obviously, you've got very good ability to be playing for Rangers as in, as in John McLaughlin. Sure. But what it comes down to, what separates for me the brilliant goalkeepers from the good goalkeepers is decision making. And you look at the decision making of John McLaughlin, maybe a wee bit too eager to try and impress because he's got the gloves. But you look at the decision to come off his line at Kilmarnock, and particularly on Saturday, did he need to come off his line um, for that one? And that's what separates the real top ones. But moving forward, um, if you're a manager, you've got to take a positive out of a negative and I think the positive in a strange sort of way is that the more you're seeing John McLaughlin for me at the moment and I don't like to say this but if I'm just being honest the more you're saying he's not a Rangers number one if you want to go and win the title next season you're going to have to have a better goalkeeper that's presuming that Alan McLaughlin uh, yeah. um, Alan McGregor's going to hang up uh, his gloves you need to go and find just like I was saying the other night about Morelos if you want to win the title a big decision to make I think that decision for me now, must be made in Michael Beale's mind, I need a new number one and he'll be instructing his staff to go and find the very best that's out there to, to, to come in. Barry, a new yeah, number one? Yeah, it says it's yeah. a position that they need to strengthen in the summer, no yeah. doubt about it. For me, it's, I think it's looking likely that Griggsy will, will hang his gloves up. Um, so for me, Rangers, um, I, I think it's a priority position that Rangers need to, need to strengthen. Um, and they've got from now 
until the, the end of the season to, to try and find a, a top goalkeeper. What I will say, similar to strikers, hard to find Aye. top goalkeepers. They don't grow in trees that I says mm-hmm. to you in, in Friday night about strikers. Um, so um, it's going to be a, a tough one for him to, to get that, but he's got time in his hands um, to try and get that because, as I said, it's a priority position for me. Time in their hands of Motherwell. Time on their hands to, in the next 13 games, stay in the Premiership. They've been in the top league mark since the 80s, isn't it? So it would be unthinkable. But Stevie Hamill's having a really tough time. What's the solution, Motherwell fans? What do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And an English top flight manager has gone in the last hour. Go Radio Football Show Monday evening. Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. Barry, really sad news today in the world of football and someday you know well. Mark and I over the years covered the games that he played. He played with Rangers, Dundee United, St Mirren. Uh, former Scotland goalkeeper Billy Thompson has died early this morning. Uh, and really sad news. Yeah, very sad news. I, I knew Tomo really well. Um, lives up in Larkhall, no far away from my, myself. Um, I was with him at Rangers for four stroke five years. Um, listen, very good goalkeeping coach um, top guy placid big guy um, got on with everybody so yeah very very sad news um, when I get um, the text message a few text messages actually this morning and really popular at St Mirren and Dundee United where he went all the way to Gothenburg and the UEFA Cup final with Jim McLean's United yeah he he, he had a really good career um, a really Nice man as well, yeah. but I wasn't in his company um, often. But he uh, never heard a bad word said about Billy Thompson. Mm-hmm. A really nice guy, and always remember him. Came back, you know, watching uh, goalkeepers when I was when I was younger. You know, he was the one that, that always wore the the wee three quarter length <laughs> uh, trackies. He stopped wearing shorts, yeah. and then would wear yeah. even even in the you know the summer months. And that was his kind of his, his trademark, if you like. But he had a really good pair of hands, presence. He was six foot three, six foot four, and then went on to have a really good career as a, as a goalkeeping coach. You know, he was influential. Um, and a lot of um, goalkeepers, um, the way that he, he trained them um, and coached them, and uh, a nice guy, and played a real important part when Steve Clark came back to Kilmarnock, being part of Steve's backroom staff as well. He was very, very popular um, at Kilmarnock as a goalkeeping coach too. And he worked with some great, helped develop some great keepers at Ibrox. I'm just looking at some yeah, the of the pictures one, here. The yeah. one just yeah. now, Alan yeah. McGregor. Um, done a lot of work with, with Gregsy, but I could go through a. a a list of names that he's, yeah. he's worked with and I'm sure all the goalkeepers that have worked with Big Tomo yeah. would say exactly the same thing listen he, he knew the game inside out he trained them I mean used to look across because the goalkeepers would train separately for us for the first probably 45 to 60 minutes uh, and um, he made sure they were fit that's one thing for sure so yeah that, uh, devastating news this morning and obviously my thoughts are with his family. Just 64, a few days short of his 65th birthday, which these days is nothing at all. He always had that useful, youthful look, didn't he, Billy Thompson? Um, yeah, great hair. He was magnificent. A magnificent goalkeeper and a lovely man. So, as Barry says, our thoughts with his family. Um, some of the headlines uh, tonight going on Well, his beloved I was going to say his beloved Rangers and St Mirren and Dundee United well United scored early but didn't get the win against Hearts uh, same for St Mirren uh, losing out but Rangers winning on Saturday 2-1 against Ross County and ironic that we're talking about the goalkeeping position but talking about some of the positives Raskin we saw very briefly on Saturday here's the manager speaking about Nicola Raskin yeah, he's a real technical player. So I said in the week that, you know, very similar in style really to Glenn Kamara. He's not this five foot seven or eight Rottweiler that's being reported. He's a technical player. He's he's, he's going to play more as an eight 
And if he plays at six, you need to think he's a bit more like a Stephen Davis type. He's not what Ryan Jack and what John Lundstrom give us. It was an interesting time to throw a boy on for his debut, but I trust him. He only met his teammates really for the first time yesterday because we played late Wednesday night. And obviously on, on Thursday, he was going through all the process of his work permit and everything. So he's probably worked with his teammates for say 20, 25 minutes. To, to go out there today was a big call on my behalf, but I want to get him started just like I have with Todd. Short period he was on, Barry, but worth seeing. Yeah, that, I liked it when he came on. The first thing he done was demand the ball mm-hmm. uh, and take the ball and pass it and move. Um, so I, I did say that when the, the clips that I've seen him on on the internet, that's what type of player he, he was. And he was hungry to get involved. Um, so yeah, it was good to see him on the pitch. He's technically really good. You, you can tell he can handle the ball and he's um, he can pass it and move, which... Uh, which I like, and he can play in a couple of different positions. He can play either the the holding midfielder, as Michael Beale says there, a number six, or he could play that further forward. But I like what I've seen, albeit it was only a short period of time. But the thing that I love about football players is they demand the ball, and if they give the ball away, they want the ball as soon as uh, quickly as possible. Sorry. So, yep, impressive. But listen, it was only a a cameo against Ross County so we'll, we'll see in the coming weeks but he's certainly got the all the attributes for me to be a, a really good Rangers player Here's the manager speaking about the man who scored the first goal for Rangers Malik Tillman Have a midfielder break out and score goals is really important in the past we've had Scott Arfield and Jarevo do that Malik's now got that role um, in our team I think Todd can add to that as well I thought those were the two big biggest performers for us today I thought Todd again was very, very clean in all his possession, gets a lovely assist. And that's what, I'm, that's what I was saying uh, previously there, that at that moment we had Ryan Kent, Todd and Malik all playing behind Alfredo and Fashion. So our fullbacks had to play a slightly different game today, a little bit deeper at times. Um, so look, that's what forced the first goal. It also left us a little bit open sometimes defensively. Uh, I just think we need to be a bit stronger in the final third. Malik is a player here that is obviously key to us moving forward. Mark, on Malik Tillman, there's a chance to sign him permanently. Do you think Rangers will? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in terms of um, pure ability and what he can bring to the team, then yeah, uh, it would come down to the finances, Paul. I, I think there might be a set fee already agreed if it wants to become permanent and then, you know, maybe Bayern Munich have got an option to bring him back further down the line. So if it fits in the financial structure, I think it's a deal that Rangers would want to do all day long. I think he can make a... Uh, a real contribution and, and you know as we've said many times in the programme he's a kid so you think of how good he'll be getting into pre-season June, July on the back of having you know 35, 45 first team games under his belt under the pressure of trying to win every week of playing in front of 50,000 every other week all that kind of thing okay, the Champions League experience that he's had albeit wasn't a pleasant one but he'll be the, he'll be the better for the, the Champions League experience so I think Tillman um if it can be done financially in terms of his ability it's an absolute no-brainer to keep him Barry Ferguson what's your take on Tillman? Yeah he's a game changer no doubt about it um, when, when games are sticky and they're stuffy he can come up with that bit of magic I think he's improved each game um, what a what a real look there was never any danger of the his technical side of the game brilliant feet can see a pass can score a goal it was on a side of the game that I look at when he loses the ball and I've seen a difference in him over the last three or four weeks when he's lost possession. His first thought is, can I try and get that ball back as quickly as possible or can I go and help my teammates get it back? Um, so 
the reported fee is around about five million, five million euro mark. Um, for me, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Let's go on the line to take the first call of the night. 08 08 17 17 700 or join us on the socials at Go Football Show. Willie's on the line from Easter House, a Rangers fan. Hi, Willie. How you doing there? I, just, uh, I, was, I was a total doubt I'd promise about Malik Drummond, but he's came to the game, so I, I, I favour, I've taken away from Malik Drummond. Right, so you're warming to him, Willie. <laughs> yeah, so you would, <laughs> you'd sign him. You would come up with the four million euros. <laughs> I'd send him a bank account number. Okay, what's the number just started? <laughs> but Willie, I think, um, so t- nine points in it still, it hasn't changed. We're saying that at the top of the show. Are you thinking more and more now about the, the via play, the League Cup final? Is that your chance for yes. cup success, you know, for a silverware? Yes, yes. And I said, if we need to pay for the last few years to go for a treble, there's no one in it, no one in yet. <laughs> <laughs> So, what's in what's in your mind? Though? Are you have you got a question about um, something different from I yesterday? Yeah, Andy Constantine. Yeah, I yeah. said last time, last time Celtic went down with Pat, he scored the first goal. Needless to say, he's the first he's scored the first goal again. He's actually Celtic a good start after a flying start. We've got a goal. We're going to like scored a goal like Andy Constantine again. He even set up the second goal. He passed it to Kyoko for the second goal. Hey, that's a against Celtic. Well, I was going to say, Willie, my old line, what's your point, caller? I mean, it's his 600th game, yeah. league game, Mark, isn't it? I really felt for him. Oh, I mean, the, the oh. ball would have gone in, Kyogre would have scored or Maida, yeah. whatever. You know, it, well, you were there. He had yeah. to defend it. Yeah, yeah. he's got, you know, it's the yeah. defender's um, instincts. I, don't, I know what Willie's um, trying to say, and I don't agree with him. First and foremost, I, met, I felt heart sorry for Andy Considine. What a professional he's been. You know, six hundred games, um, and he's really unlucky. He just nothing went right from yesterday, which is a shame. So, um, no, listen, he's given a hundred percent for the St. Johnson jersey. He's trying his best to help his team get a positive result yesterday. It just wasn't his day, and it was compounded right at the end um, with a red card um, for for the foul on um, O. Yeah, do you have um, to red card him for that? Yeah, last man, or yeah. whatever. You have to. You I don't think the referee's got a choice. Look, at nah. the end of the day, it's it's three one. The game's won. You know, there's only a minute or so of stoppage time left. Look, if the 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 referee David Dickinson, you know, you know, wants to be a wee bit softer given the circumstances, then he probably could have got away maybe with it with a yield that said I think we'd like the law it's a red card so you can understand why the referee um, has given it but just it was a horrible afternoon for Andy Considine uh, and I felt from but in terms of his his professionalism his commitment to whatever jersey he's wearing that that's never to be questioned I thought Dickinson the referee might have given him the real deal Hey. <laughs> you felt for him because he's been a great player and he's been really good for Scotland as well, hasn't he, Barry? Yeah, you know, listen, he just yeah. had a bad day at the yeah. office yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday. Uh, Andy Considine, he's look six hundred games. He scores an OG, gets sent off. He's probably wanting the, mm. the ground to hold him up and swallow him up. It's just one of the days he, he had. But listen, what, what, one thing I will say: Aberdeen could be doing well. That was one of Jim's mistakes, maybe. Yeah, Let him go it too soon. Been, but listen, yeah. he's he's a, a brilliant perf- uh, professional. Mark obviously knows him knows him better. But to hit the six hundred game mark for Aberdeen mm. and, and St Johnson. Willie, I see the captain say. I see the captain say. Says I had the content three six to one games against Celtic. Has ever won? Has ever been the winning team? Oh God, Willie, come on, you're yeah, you're um. <laughs> Listen, how, how many have been in winning, winning teams against Celtic? You've got Barry laughing here. Willie, what about your own team? What about Rangers? Um, what are you feeling? They came to Aberdeen. Well, Rangers, Rangers. 
I've I've a big Rangers fan, obviously, you know. I've sitting around Taylor kicking over. I'm exhausted. Sometimes need to bring on a substitute, but me sitting there watching these games. Yeah. I well, say, say play for us, Cody. Yeah. They purely we fit his hearts. They're excellent. At first, yeah. I thought Ross Cody was Real Madrid. No, he strips. Yeah, I mean they did well, didn't they, Barry? Against Rangers, they. they yeah, I mean, I, I knew that before the game. Listen, Malcolm McKay is a good manager, yeah. and he knows that he, he he's got to set up a certain yeah. way. If he comes down and opens up, Rangers win the game. I think convincingly, he set up hard to beat, frustrate Rangers, and that's exactly what he done. It was a bit of magic with Rangers' first goal. I thought we, Cantwell and Morelos, brilliant bit of play for the cross to come in for Tillman. And then fair play to, to Ross County to get the equaliser back and Rangers get the winner with a, a, a deflection. But mm. I said on Friday, I thought it would have been a, one of the tough games for Rangers because you're coming yeah. up against a, a manager that knows the game inside out. But most important thing is, Paul, it's three points. Willie, you've seen some great Rangers keepers over the year. We're sorry today, over the years, Billy Thompson passing away. Um, and also, very sad, isn't it? Very sad, very sad. I like Billy Thompson. Uh, I, I like I was a Billy Thompson like like when he played for St Mirren already years ago. Yeah, uh, I'm old enough to remember Billy Thompson. He played some great games for he did St Mirren, didn't he? Uh, yeah, uh, who, did, uh, did he play he, in the cup final? Yeah, he did. I think he played in the what cup final against, against Motherwell in the 1991 cup final as well. But um, did he play for Rangers? I I probably did. Played for Rangers in the nineties. Yeah, they played for the United in the '87 one when St Mirren beat them. Uh, and was was also the the of and I and I think. I've, I've not looked at the yeah, the, the stats, stats today, but did they play a couple of games? Was it Rangers eight in a row or nine in a row season? They played a few games for yeah, Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Andy Gorham been injured. Yeah, yep. he did. Yep. Yeah, he yep. did indeed. Well, hey, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors there. So, well, he's not having it with Andy Considine. No, I don't think he fancies Andy Considine. But listen, he plays six hundred games, man. That tells you what type of character he is. Um, Andy Considine um, just had one of the days but we all yeah. get it as professional footballers yes, yes, some things don't go for you he gets the, the obviously he scores the OG and um, the sending off but I think that was a good bit of business for Callum Davison bringing um, a player he has experience mm. in, in the summer Can I ask you a question? Have mm-hmm. you seen a better goal this season than Stephen Humphreys um, at the weekend? The Hearts player he took the ball from oh. just the edge of the penalty box and do you know what I loved about it? Yeah. It was a ping. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a ping. wasn't it? Sometimes you've you've seen a few players score mm-hmm. from the halfway line where Aye. it's the loopy Aye. in there, but no, what a fin- mm-hmm. That's up there with one of the best finishes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beckham esque. Oh, better than Beckham. Yeah. In what way? The way he pinged it. I think the way where, where, where he's collected it from mm-hmm. and yeah. the fact he's had to struggle off a couple yeah. of tackles mm-hmm. and There's then he's looked up. Four Dundee United players round about him, and it's late in the game. Legs be yeah, tired, yeah. your mind's tired, you know. So, no, to do it with such accuracy, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll see a better goal this season. Uh, he, he looks if he's got great ability. Right. Um, he looks if he's a player. He's had a, a few injuries since he's been up here, but he's definitely, um, to have that imagination, that tells you that he's got a good football brain. Um, but what what a finish. What, what a, I've got to be honest with you, as it's one of the best finishes I've seen. Yep. And James, we can say tomorrow night on the programme, John Hartson will be here. Uh, Craig Moore is away this week and we're bringing in Scotland's second top goalscorer, captain of Hearts, Lauren Shanklin, is going to be here in the studio. What a season he's having, Barry. Yeah, very good player. I, I just love the story about Lauren Shanklin getting let go by Aberdeen and having to go down the leagues, score goals in League One, then the Championship. Gets a move to Belgium, where I think he'll probably admit himself it never worked out. 
And I think it was a brilliant piece of business by, by Robbie Nielsen bringing them back to the, the Premier League here. Um, and look, he scores goals. But I think his all-round play has improved as he's, as he's got older. Um, and now, listen, he must be a leader because Robbie's mm -hmm. gave him the, the armbands and Salkett's been out injured. And I think that's took his game to the next level as well. Marcus, he cupped his ear to the... I take it the... the United fans. Aye, yeah, because yeah. he was there and he helped to get them up out the championship. Aye, oh, he's, he's had a good yeah. career and the best is probably still to come um, from him. You know, he knows how to score a goal um, at, at this level and his, his leadership skills as well. It looks almost as if there's an extra bit of determination mm. that he's been given the um, the armband uh, to. So, yeah, I mean, the Hearts will finish in, in third place. I don't think there's much doubt about that. They've also got a a Scottish Cup tie come this weekend against uh, Hamilton Ackies and Rejuvenated yeah, Ackies. Yeah, of course, yep. Yeah. And uh, Hearts <laughs> got the Scottish Cup final um, last season and they'll be looking to do um, the, the same again this season. Listen, it's flying then. We're going to have to take a break. It's Jesse Marsh, who's gone from Leeds United. Talk about that shortly. And attention turns to who's going to be the next manager. You can fill in the blanks there. And what about Man City, who've been charged with alleged breaches of uh, financial fair play? Um, it's be above even our pay grade I would say Barry yours even but I mean Man City they are going to face maybe potentially well some tough moments quick break and then we're back The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney with uh, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi both looking in good form Barry how was the the birthday dinner with the family on Saturday, how was yeah, it? Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it, Paul. Um, good just to have a bit of quality time with the yeah. with, with the, the kids. You know, they're like when they go older, you hardly you hardly see them. So it was yeah. good to spend a bit of time with them and have a bit of crack. Brilliant. And Mark, I know today you're almost grieving because uh, Happy Valley finished last night. <laughs> I know nothing oh. about it, but I heard you and Barry oh, both. Brilliant. So you've got oh, 30 I seconds I each. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it. Oh, it was a, it was a big one um, last night. Look, I have to say, uh, I've heard all the reviews. I've heard everybody talking about it, but I was just, I was, I was a wee bit disappointed. I have to be honest, and and and, and, and you know, listen, it was, it was still good, and it's good that it's all coming. And all the issues have been yeah. resolved, but ah, it was, a, it was a wee bit. I thought it was a I wee think bit of an another one coming out. Ah, you think so? Yeah, aye. Yeah. Sarah Lancashire has she gone back into Corrie no she was that was years ago wasn't it it's Sarah Lancashire she was Raquel and yeah, Corrie, yeah. that's right yeah. it's, it's one of the ones where your missus is hey, we'll watch that and you're like uh -huh. I'm not watching that but then I'm yeah. glued to it uh -huh. and then there's another one the light in the hole you've got to go and watch it right light in the hole okay yep. <laughs> Back to the football, <laughs> planet football. Do we need to? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, that should be yeah. texting me tonight. Oh, oh, I know what's that one. I know. Don't act it there. I will indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, your missus yeah. dictates the remote controls. So. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Are you not know, it? Sorry, very good. No. You're not any happy. No, I've never watched, watch it. It. Never watched uh, it. it. No. To be Is fair, it? okay. I yeah. think series one, series Sierra Lancashire was outstanding. Ah, very, very good. See, can I just say, like, see when? Oh, you started it, Paul. See when you say you watch things. What do you do? What's that? You don't watch the TV. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> are you up to? <laughs> Back to where we're going to go. Um, where do you fancy going? What about Motherwell? What's the thing? Thing? <laughs> Thank you. Now the curling. <laughs> Remember that in Scott Sport Times, you said things. <laughs> so Rangers and Celtics going head to head and blah. It's a four-four game. Now before the after the break, we're going for curling. <laughs> Perth ice rink. <laughs> 
Right. I used to take the bowling at Coatbridge. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, so oh, I used to have to present that. Because oh, I was the poor man's Diggy Donnelly, so I was doing that. Yeah. The Thomas Taylor bowls you can get at the end of it. So it was a lot of. So anyway, anyway back to the football. Uh, Jesse Marsh has gone from Leeds. And Barry, you know, already they're saying who's going to take over from him. First of all, you're surprised that he spent so much money last week, week before. Yeah, but we're speaking, I, I don't know the exact number. 40, 50 million pounds, it could even be more than that in the, the, the January transfer window. Um, and then a week later, obviously, bad result for him at the weekend against Nottingham Forest. I, I watched the game and I thought they played really well in, in the first half. Just struggling to... You score goals. Um, but listen, nothing surprises me in football now. And then obviously you're seeing all the names that are linked. Poster Coglu because of the job he's doing up here. And Stephen Gerrard's getting mentioned uh, as well. Could you see Stephen going there? Given that It's a massive club. Uh, yeah. I mean, brilliant mm-hmm. place to play as well. Ellen Road. I mean, played there a, a few times. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere was absolutely electric. Um, so a big club with a brilliant fan base. Um, so it'll be interesting to see He'll get that job. But I've, I've, I've genuinely no idea who's in the running. I'm just going by, by the names that's been put in front of me here. But what makes me think Stephen Gerrard would be a realistic shout, Paul, mm-hmm. is because his trusted number two is Gary McAllister, who's a Leeds United legend, who still lives in the area. So that would make me think there's some kind of credibility in the Stephen Gerrard thing. I've genuinely no idea. On Ange Postecoglou, yeah, further down the line, I can probably see him going to work in England if he really wants to, but I, I definitely could not see Ange Postecoglou walking out mid-season. And so I, I definitely, 100%, could not see him doing that. Gary McAllister. Uh, and and you hear Barry? Him. Yeah. Uh, great point there about Gary <laughs> yeah. McAllister. He, was he the captain when they yeah, won the I mean, title the last time they did? Gary, they won the Gary first division. Uh, Gary yeah. Mack was some central midfield uh-huh. player. Yeah. Brilliant player. I mean, I mean what is the, remember, I know we're talking about Leeds yeah. here, but he went to Liverpool at 36. And played a part in that treble. Unbelievable at Liverpool. But listen, yeah. that's a brilliant, brilliant shout by Mark there. Obviously got the he was captain oh, at Leeds. Proper Leeds legend, absolutely yep. eyed it. And that not back the job, I believe, a couple of times um when they had that Italian um owner six, seven years ago that was yeah, going through that's right. yep. managers sure. at hot dinners. Yep. But um but no, Gary's um I don't listen, I've genuinely no idea, but mm. That would make me think there's a real chance. You know. And other headlines there, Man City, of course, slipping up, but Arsenal slipping up on Saturday. Sean Dyche, what a start for him. Thank Goodison. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Um, unbelievable start for him. I loved his interview after it. How, what did you do? He's like, kept a clean sheet and we scored one goal. It's good. Simple. Just very yeah. simple. And I think that's what he'll bring to Everton. Yeah. Um, they'll be set up really hard to beat, strong, physical. Um, and as I said, I, I think it was a brilliant. Uh, appointment by Everton the right appointment because I, I think he would 100% keep Everton up did I see that result coming no I, I didn't maybe a point but a brilliant three points and off to a brilliant start can you imagine if this was uh, Liverpool radio station rather than Glasgow's own you'd be saying about you know the Toffee men winning at the weekend and Liverpool themselves 3-0 yeah, and, and it's the, the Merseyside derby a week yeah, tonight I know um, tasty I, yep. could, I mean Liverpool have only won one game in 2023 what's happened don't know, Paul. Um, I mean, the, the thing for me is, would would the board, would they re- I mean, is Klopp's position genuinely under threat? I, I don't think it is, but pff, you never know. Eh? You'd be sent to the Tower of Liverpool if there was one for saying that, wouldn't you? He's yeah. won everything, but yeah. I know there comes a point as the team, it's, it's just had its moment. I know Sadio Mane, such a loss, and you pointed that out months ago, Barry. Yeah, but I, I never seen this coming. Yeah. Um, 
the runny form they're on mm. uh, they just don't look the same team um, but listen can I see Klopp I think you made a, a point a week or two ago about Klopp it's, it's, was it seven, seven years year, I think mm. if you look at Dortmund and even before yeah, it seems to um, and I think as well that you, you always hear about Liverpool because I think the club have been quite open and they're looking for fresh um, investment but it's not as if I don't think the funds are, are there Paul to go and do a complete overhaul if you're talking I don't know plucking a figure out there you know 200 million you know, look at Chelsea Chelsea have spent 600 million in two windows yeah. so even if you know, I don't even think maybe a lot of people have even got 200 million to go and say like let's go and, and would 200 million be enough to totally revamp um, that's that starting a living I, I don't know you know especially with the money it's getting spent on players uh, now mm. I mean that would buy you what two quality players at, at the most yeah. um, but listen you don't become a, a bad manager overnight they're just going through a tough time he's what for what he's done at Liverpool over the what six year period he's been there has been unbelievable. They're just going through a tough time, and I would be, I would be um, so surprised if they they showed him the door. They're also in terms of matter. I heard stuff today on Declan Rice at West Ham. If yeah. he's going to go in the summer, and there's two or three clubs looking at him. Supposedly West Ham have, have made it. No, it's a hundred and twenty million plus add-ons to get him. Supposedly again, I heard that it was on the telly today that Man U had a hundred million bid not back from in the summer. So been told if you want to get him two years to go on his deal, it's a hundred and twenty million plus add-ons for Declan Rice. Now you'd probably say normally ah, that's not going to happen. But it might. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Don't be surprised. Listen, a right good central midfielder, yeah. but the, the money that's getting spoke about is just ridiculous now. Crazy money, isn't it? And final point on England, uh, moving scenes today at Old Trafford. It's the yeah. anniversary of the Munich air disaster. Back in 1958, the, the team, Sir Matt Busby's team, so many of them wiped out in that terrible air disaster. And I see Harry Maguire there, uh, the club captain, with the beautiful wreath there uh, in Manchester. So, yep, there's things bigger than football. Such a long yeah. time ago, but you think Bell Hill's finest. Matt Busby was yeah. there and he survived. And then they won the European Cup in 68. Second yeah. team from... Yep. Yes, second Scott to to win the European Cup. I was up yep. there Saturday afternoon. Were you at, the, Matt, at Matt the, Matt Busby? Yeah. How, how was Watson. the game? Yeah. Was it boy playing? Tarnock yeah. side um, throughout the last eight. Yeah. The Scottish Amateur Cup. 3-1 um, winners. Um Weather was horrendous, but I really enjoyed the game. I, I like going to games like that. The amateurs, some good football played. So Tannock side through the last eight. There you go. Give him a wee shout out. <laughs> Brilliant. The transfer window, as we all know, has come and gone. But there's news today that the Turkish side, Konya Spore, are lining up a shock move for Rangers striker Alfredo Morelos. Their window shuts on Wednesday. Barry, could you see Morelos going? And well, Do you think he could be off to Turkey? No, I, I can't see it happening unless it's a ridiculous offer, Paul. Then, no, I, I think you've got to keep him until the end of the season, whether he's going to stay or not. Um, I don't really know, but with the form that he's shown, certainly Wednesday night, I thought he was mm -hmm. he was decent at, at the weekend. Um, I think you've got to look ahead, the, the short period of time, what's in front of Rangers. They've got obviously the Scottish Cup next weekend, but the following week, it's the... The League Cup final. I think you need Morelos um, for that game. What's a ridiculous fee? Is it? Well, he's, he's out of contract in four month time. So That's what I mean. Yeah. They come in and they, they want to pay four or five million quid. Then it's not going to happen. Is no, it? I, no, I, sure. I can't see it no. happening. Yeah, Mark, would you see him? There's so much to play for for Rangers. Yeah, not just chasing. I, I think now that I think you, you keep Alfredo Morelos until the end of the season. Yeah. Um, I think even from his point of view, it's all right. Same with Rangers, except the bid. Does he want to go? Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and I think he'll want to keep his options open and see what's available to him under freedom of contract, and rightly so. Bigger picture, I don't think he'll be at Rangers next season. I think he'll be a partner away. I think the player will want to try something different. I think Rangers will look for a new um, number nine. But yeah, I think he can certainly um, you know, play his part between now and the end of the season. And John Lundstrom went off early yeah. and he was spotted leaving with a, was it a moon boot. Moon boot on. Uh, what do you think, Barry? There's no well, that, te- that tells me that there, um, that there is an issue there if he's got a, a moon boot on. But listen, he, he'll go and get the scans, MRI scans, to, to obviously identify exactly what the, the problem is. But again, he was starting to come into um, a real good game again because um, he went off the boil slightly. But the last couple of games, certainly, again, everybody in the the Rangers team that started that game at Tynecastle were were on top form but he he was exceptional he was back to his his best so I'm sure tomorrow or at the latest Wednesday Rangers will find out exactly what the issue is Um, so hopefully it's short term because as I said Rangers have got so many big games coming up in a short period of time and Mark you were at Perth there were no injury worries for Celtic were they as they left town and headed back down from Um, the fair city I I don't don't think think so so. no I think you know I think the the, the substitutions that they made were all ones that the, the manager just wanted to fresh things up rather than any of them being um, enforced and um, seeing the the, the, the striker O um, up close Paul he he looks apart uh-huh. he really you know again it, what did you like? What... just his his, his strength mm-hmm. um, you know just, just coming on and he's clever I mean, he's only a boy but you can tell he's, he's got he's got clever movement and I, and I think it was a fee of about two and a half million mm-hmm. something like that again Early signs, value for money all day long. And we should mention in the rugby, great win for Scotland again at Twickenham, beating England 29-23, late, late show. It's great news, Barry. It's always good to win against the old enemy. It's always good to beat England, Paul. Yeah, indeed. Mark, great celebrations there. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant result, you know, and, and that's three years in a row now. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, absolutely... Absolutely, but I was just surprised at the number of um, non-Scottish names now that you see in the rugby as well. But it's yeah. great that they're embracing it. They want to be yeah. Scottish. They want to play their part, and it's great to see. Yep, bring on Wales next weekend. We're back after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Looking forward to the Scottish Cup coming up this weekend. Starts Friday, it's on Saturday and it goes all the way onto Sunday as well and then Monday night and the man who joined us a couple of weeks ago here on the programme, Mick Kennedy, uh, his Darvel play against uh, our own Stephen McGinn's Falkirk who had a 2-1 win at the weekend. This is going to be the, the game everyone wants tickets for, Barry. It's amazing. This is truly the magic of the cup. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, let's be honest, Darvo's result against Aberdeen, I don't think anybody's seen it coming. But listen, fair play to Darvo on the night. I, I thought they thoroughly mm. deserved to get through into the next round. And, and look, Falkirk, I'll know that's a that's a tough place to go. One thing they will be happy w- w- with, sorry, is um, it's a brilliant surface. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, we, we, we've all seen it live on TV. 
Um, the, the condition of the pitch was brilliant, but what a story uh, as for Darvo, and that will be a cracker in Monday night live on the TV. Mark, looking forward to it. Oh yeah, and, and I don't know if Mick Kennedy's superstitious, but if he is, he'll need to come on the show again live. Right. Yeah, um, well, Mick will come on there, probably. Aye, so if you want him on um, before he gives his his team talk, because that's what that's what he did um, the last time he came on live, a couple of hours ahead of kickoff on he go. So I'm sure if he's superstitious, he'll want to go through the same routine because it's live on BBC again. Etc. 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 A home um, tie. Like we know, Steve McGinn plays for Falkirk. John McGlynn's a very good coach, but Falkirk need to be their very, very best. Um, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if Darvel yeah. do it. Again. Imagine Darvel in the quarter final draw for the for the for the Scottish Cup. Are they almost Incredible. the favourites? Home. I've not looked at it. I don't know, Paul. But what would I, you I, say? I would. Yeah. I would still have Falkirk very, very slight favourites, but but it'll be it'll be very, very tight with the bookies. But Falkirk very slight favourites. Barry, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Look, the League One um, team are going for the uh, promotion, um, so and they're the full-time club. So I, I think they will go into it as slight favourites. But as we all know, it's um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one for for Falkirk going down there. Um, and Darvo, listen, some of the football they played, yeah. I thought the first half they, they were a, they were a brilliant watch. Second half, obviously, we've been part-time. Aberdeen's Fitness maybe in the last 20 minutes come through a bit, but they defended for their lives. And, and, and as I say, they thoroughly deserve to be in the, the next round. And as I said, Falkirk, no, they'll be in um, a tough game in, in Monday night. Well, hopefully we'll speak to him in the first hour next Monday night. We spoke to him a few days ago in here as well. So we're looking forward to it. And Barry, your own Hamilton Ackies is a Hamilton boy up against Hearts. And Ackies, some decent results. A draw at the weekend against Dundee. Yeah, they've, they've picked up, as I said, Paul, a couple of weeks ago. They had to start getting points on the board and that's what they're, they're starting to do. Um, Scottish Cup at the weekend. Um the third best team in the country for me be a, be a country mile. Hearts coming to um, New Douglas Park. That, that'll be a tough one on the, 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 the Astro turf. But I, I just think Hearts have got that bit too much quality uh, for, for Hamilton. Lauren Shanklin will be here tomorrow night. So I can tell him, he'll probably hear you tonight, Barry. You reckon the Hearts will win against <laughs> the Ackies? <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen, I've, yeah. I've got a soft spot for, for Ackies. They were my, yeah. my second team, Paul, as you, you know. You know yeah. um, because there's no yeah. replays in there, no? No, no. See, I was going to say, take a way. draw and go back to <laughs> yeah. the so, so. yeah. I'll, be, I'll be honest, um, hearts after extra time. The hearts. There's also Air United against Elgin. Mark, I'll ask you later in the week about it. Dundee United uh, against Kilmarnock. So these, this is Saturday at three. Yeah, another yeah. Uh, big one, the old Premiership. Uh, Livingston against Inverness, Cali Thistle. Really, such a shame that uh, Queen's Park are out. Yeah. It was a good uh, tweet. We got a message from uh, Leanne Debster, the CEO, the other day said, "Look, we're really sorry. We made a mistake. Yep. We own it, yep. and uh, they move on." But that was a, that was a tough one because Queen's Park won quite convincingly yeah, up there. So much for Ronnie Coyle, the yeah. players, and the, yep. the staff, absolutely, and, and for the supporters um, uh, as well, because you know they, they should be playing. Livingston in terms of football but um, unfortunately there was a, an administration error we'll come back to the games in a moment or two Celtic of course playing on Saturday it's the late kickoff at 5.30 Rangers on Sunday against Partick Thistle at 4 and then uh, on Monday night Darvel against Falkirk let's go back in the lines 08 08 17 17 700 Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and Terry's on the line a Celtic fan good evening Terry Evening, Paul. Evening, Mark. Evening, Barry. How you doing? How you Hi, doing, Terry? Terry? Yeah, good. How are you? Aye, all good. All good. Uh, 
I was up at the first yesterday with the kids' first away game, so I. Aye. Good week. Nice weekend, yeah. What did they make of it? And I kept hearing them saying in the beep, the fair city of Perth, they keep going on about. Um, fair city. <laughs> it's a lovely place. Anyway, what about the game itself? What, what struck you about Celtic? Um, relentless, really. Well, that's the thing that did strike me. I think I spoke to Barry earlier mm-hmm. on in the season. We were, we were talking about how Celtic Rangers were at a kind of level now where they were so far ahead that you were going to obviously have your odd off day here and there, but even just watching it yesterday, you're like, like, as much as St. Johnson maybe put a wee game in for maybe wee spells, it's just, I mean, I enjoy going about Scotland and Celtic swagger and beating everybody, but I just don't think these games are making us any stronger as a team now when it comes to facing European opposition. It's just, the gap's just so far. Barry, what do you make of that? That's a good point. That's no yeah, disrespect. I, yeah, I'm not yeah. being disrespectful, but I, I think Celtic and Rangers are so far in front in this moment in time. Celtic are, are, are further in front of, of Rangers yeah. with Michael Beale's yeah. building um, mm-hmm. period um, going on just now. But again, as I said, Paul, I've watched the last two games, the, the one at Tannadice and the one yesterday at McDermott Park, and at no stage during the game, even as I said, with St. Johnson getting that goal by to make it 2-1, I just mm. felt Celtic stepped it up for five minutes and then obviously got the goal through Moy. Um, and then they, were, they, they kind of just coasted the, the second half and seen the game out. Obviously, Turnbull getting the goal right on full time. Um, but yeah, they, they are. They're, they're, um, as I said, I'm sitting down watching and thinking that this could be the day that they maybe drop two points. But I think lessons have been learned with the St Martin game um, a few months back before the World Cup break with, with Postacoglu made a number of changes. I think he'll always make two or three changes to the starting eleven, but I think he's learned his lesson from from that defeat against St. Mun. But at this moment in time, they're just a lot of the players are firing big time. How do you make that gear change though from playing St. Johnson, Aberdeen, anybody to playing Real Madrid? It comes down to finances. These clubs have not got the finances to go and bring in um, players for millions of pounds and they never will I don't even know what's St Johnson's biggest transfer fee this summer I think everybody was in free transfers yeah I think maybe a fee for Nicky Clark that would have been about one fee and that was what a hundred grand yeah sure that's what they're up against because the clubs have not got the the finances to go and and strengthen um, big time I think what Celtic have got to try, and, and, and I get Terry's point but you can only play what's in front of you it's your bread and butter the real positive now for for the league winners Terry, as you know, as you're getting that guaranteed Champions League finance and that guaranteed Champions League um, entry. Yep. And I think if you look back, if you look at once, you know, the end of the season comes and Ange Postacoglu is reflecting, what's been a big bonus for Celtic, I think, was no Champions League qualifiers and Ange getting five or six weeks at the start of the season to train every day, to work on a plan, you know, to, to, to really get the guys fixed rather than like, like Rangers schedule was really stressful as Celtic have had in, pre- in previous seasons. Um, you know, preparing for, for Champions League qualifiers with junior league games. So that's a real positive. The next step for Celtic is Gordon Strachan, um, you know, Brendan Rodgers, Neil Lennon, all the other um, Champions League managers that Celtic yeah. have had in the past 20 years. Ange Postacoglu's team, they've got to find a way of staying in the game. That's what they've got to do for 90 minutes. Oh, try and stay in the game. That, that That's the next step. And, and pick up a couple of wins, you know, it shouldn't, regardless of budgets, Champions League level, particularly at Celtic Park with 60,000 fans, etc, etc. Celtic should start to pick up points and find a way of staying in the game. Still play attractive, open football, 
but find a way of, of just you know not being out of the game I, so quickly. I think in the Champions League games they were far too open that, that's the way they play and I don't think Poster Coglu will ever change at home it's a bit different because you're, you're playing in front of 60,000 but away from home if I think back in some of the games they get hit in the counter quite a bit and when you're playing against top level teams in the Champions League they're going to hurt you Terry what do you feel about that? No no I totally agree with what Mark was saying there and Barry as well we, just, I, we need to find that with, and to find a way in these games yeah, to keep the, keep closer to the teams yeah. but we, we did compete don't get me wrong we did compete in oh, sales I, yeah, like, I think we scored every away game and, uh, mm. but then it was like the game against Leipzig I think it was October time we got beat yep. I mean, there was lots of chances for Celtic to mm, kind of yeah. win that game but mm. then it's a bit of quality for them and they end up winning 2-0 but I think with Celtic Terry you made a good point you look back to a lot of the chances I think Celtic created you know a couple mm. of good chances in every game and I, th- I just thought they were they were tense you look at Kyogo yeah. you look mm. at Maeda you know, they, oh, they, 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 they looked um, as if they weren't fully relaxed as you look at them on a Saturday afternoon domestic football they're scoring for fun but it just seemed to be on the big night it was just the kind of pressure maybe got to them a wee bit Paul I'm not sure but they just weren't their normal selves in front of goal because Celtic missed some horrific sitters yeah, yeah. you think back oh, over the I mean they've missed some amazing sitters mm-hmm. yeah. it's Leipzig that's the, the game I'm thinking back to I mean if you don't take your chances yeah. at that level you get punished guaranteed yep. 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 and that, that's what, what happened to Celtic and it's a lot of the players first time in the Champions League mm-hmm. you know what I mean they, they are coming up against a, a different quality player and that's me no being disrespe- uh, disrespectful to the Scottish game that's just me being, being honest and open about it um, but I think you could see a, a, a difference um, next season in the Champions League with both the the, the Glasgow mm. teams and Terry I see in the papers today one of your ex-goalkeepers Pat Bonner so much respected and he was saying the same thing next step for Ange Postacoglu is success in Europe you know Celtic to do well in Europe um, they got a lot of plaudits but you know you look at was it, did it end up 5-1 Real Madrid I mean I know Celtic were so much in top for the first half hour and it's how do they stay in the game take their chances because if you could uh-huh. re- if you could replay it just now Kyogo and Maeda they, they, they look different players their confidence is back Terry yep no no well Maeda can back a different player for the yeah. World Cup definitely uh, Kyogo's He's obviously firing on all cylinders now. He's a different player for what he was as well in that period of time in the Champions League. It's, it's, it's small margins in sitting in Europe. You've got to take your chances. What about David Turnbull taking his chance yesterday? What was that like? Cause for David Turnbull, I think everyone says what a really good player he is, but you don't see enough of him. And I think you understand well, why. But No, do you know But I think, I mean, Moy's playing really well and he sure. deserves his place in the team. But I mean, all right, as much as O'Reilly's a great player as well, I think Turnbull should be ahead of him in the pack now, now because he's stepped up and he keeps contributing the goals. Barry? Yeah, I like David Turnbull. I, I, I do, and I, I would hazard a guess he's a bit frustrated because he's not getting as much minutes as as he wants. But I mean, that, that's the problem. You've got so many quality players in that central area. Um, that's where he's, he's finding it uh, tough. But uh, we strike um, yesterday... I don't even know why they were looking at VAR for, I don't know, what was it, two or three <laughs> I minutes? I, I I don't get it. It's went through, um, what do you call him's legs? The boy he's got for Dundee. Uh, run, Zach Run. Zach Run, it's went through. That that, that should take 30 yep. seconds and just go on, mate. They're taking two and three minutes. Um, but listen, he, he's got the quality. Mm. There's no doubt uh, David Turnbull will just be a bit frustrated, but he's got to remember the, the quality that he's up against. And your captain... Terry, we were talking before the programme with Barry 
and with Mark and we were talking about Moy and different players and you were we were talking about Callum McGregor though and how outstanding he is oh well definitely I thought Brown would have been really hard to replace after all the years being captain but he's certainly filled the role in a, maybe no in a different way maybe mm. no as a kind of shouty guy but leading by example and uh, no I mean he's his passing range and the amount of passes he makes per game, I he definitely leads the example. He's been a great captain. Yeah, he does his talking with his feet, Callum McGregor. And I hear people saying about different players in the Celtic team being the main men. He's Celtic's main man, mm-hmm. Callum McGregor. If you ask me, if I think of Celtic, who's their two strongest players that you would want out of their team? Callum McGregor, Carter Vickers. Terry, we've got a big Celtic fan on as well, Jimmy, on the socials, and saying, yeah, it's all going well, but he's got a horrible feeling about the cup final. What do you feel about the cup final, given that if it's still the nine points away? I mean, the league is virtually tidied away. I mean, that, everyone could pile in and say, don't be daft us. I mean, you just say 30, 13, so 39 points still to play for. Yeah, so there's it. only one league game between down the cup final. Yeah. Only one league game. Cup final, played. what are you feeling, Terry? Well, I'm not going to... <laughs> I'm not going to be silly and go over just wipe the floor or whatever no. I mean anything can happen in a cup final but I just hope the pitch is a good surface because I've been playing a lot of mm-hmm. very good surfaces and then the only other factor is I just hope Willie Collins nowhere near the game or in bar you could choose a few referees yeah. mind you couldn't you to be fair I know we talked about Willie Collins on Friday been having a nightmare I think with our, I don't know but why he's, it's not just Celtic I just yeah. see him making loads of silly decisions yeah, Mark. We talk, and Barry, we talked about it on Friday, Mark, and, and Willie Collum is having a tough VAR season. Yeah, a, a lot of the referees are Paul. Should, I just yeah. think you know for the, the this, you know VAR should be should be should be helping us get to better decisions. It's no VAR's fault because at the end of the day, it's still it's still down to, to human uh, opinion. VAR's just helping mm. to provide extra information that should be providing clarity. Mm. Um, but still, some of the decisions are absolutely bizarre and. For our game to get better, um, we need better decision decisions made, whether it's in live play or then with the benefit of of, uh, of the footage uh, from VAR. And uh, there's not enough of it um, going on. Our officials need to be better. They must be doing better. Otherwise, and I think I think the times come anyway for some kind of reform, some kind of proper in-depth look by the S. As you said, Paul, leadership, yeah. in-depth look from yep. the people who run our game to find a way of helping our referees because if our referees are making better decisions it's better for our game but the standard of decision making the past couple of seasons unfortunately and I don't like to say it it's been nowhere near good enough do you think Mark yeah. do you think Mark do you think maybe they, they couldn't I don't know if it could ever harm like even have ex-players in the bar room but, but Barry, Barry said that yeah I've said it uh, I think it's a good starting point let's be trailblazers in this country let's go and do something different let's yeah. embrace the opinion of former players not to, as we said not to be the decision makers Terry but to give guidance and that, that there's a lot exactly. to be a lot to be said for that yep yep Terry I, I made the point mm-hmm. last week I'll go back to the, the Rangers St Johnson game with Nicky Clark yep. if I'm sitting in a room and the VAR ref turns round to me I'm saying just let play go Aye. it's not even a booking I know, I know, exactly. Well, exactly. You, you want, I always want former players being there. I mean, they've played the game, they know, like, look, that's not a sending off, that's not a booking. But whereas referees are just trying to apply whether they get the rules as such, I mean, they've never played football in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think they need help. They, they, they do need help. No, we, I, they we, do. we spoke about it last week with full time. 
benefit them. I think it would as well. You know what I mean? Like being together every single day, having conversations about decisions that were made at the weekend. Let's try and try and help the, the referees and let's try and help them get better. Because we want a via play cup final, Mark, not a VAR cup final. <laughs> Could you imagine? Listen, Paul, see the thing about VAR as well, what, what yep. we've got to remember, whether in the media you're a football fan like Terry or, or whatever it may be, VAR's not there to embarrass referees. No. It's there to help them. No. So don't let their egos, don't let stubbornness get in the way of, of, of like reversing a decision or, or whatever it may be. As long as you get to the right decision, ideally you want to get it a wee bit quicker. I agree, you know, two, three minutes to, you know, to make decisions is absolutely uh, ridiculous. Um, but find a way. I know it's in Stephen McGowan's column on Saturday morning, Daily Mail. Yeah. He he made a suggestion which been it's been made before, but again, and okay. and the current light of some of the decisions, get them mic'd up. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in favour of I mean, it, but see now, do you know what? That that's two things I would do right away mm-hmm. that won't cost a lot of money. Mic them up and get an ex player in the van. So it is happening, isn't it, in the World Club? Yeah, I saw Friday night after your excellent contribution on Friday I saw that and I I read Stephen's column the other morning I see Ryan Edwards Dundee United are appealing his ordering off Barry that's coming in the last hour or so you got the red card after a VAR on Saturday so they're appealing yeah they're all appealing it's like Aberdeen appealed Robbie uh, Robbie Ross McCrory's and and as I said for me that was uh, I wasn't surprised that they never got that. that that was ascending Sending off all day long yep. for me. Terry, good question you posed right at the beginning though. How do they make that step up? You know, how do they prepare for European mm. football uh, when when you know the clubs are playing in Scotland, a smaller market? Terry, thanks so much for calling. Cheers. Thank you, lads. Bye bye. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Big weekend again in the championship there. It kicked off on Friday night. Barry, you'd be watching. And Queen's Park getting a really good win against Air United, who led the table about a month ago. It's some race for that title. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was going to be a tight one in Friday night. I actually fancied a a, a draw. Um, Obviously, Queen's Park last league game up at Dundee never went according to plan. Um, But that's a good win for for, uh, Queen's Park because I watched... United the week before against Cove mm. and they absolutely battered them 5-0 and um, some real good goals and they played some decent stuff there United so big three points for Queen's Park and that, I think that's going to get right down to the wire but Queen's Park for me get promoted automatic promotion win the league What a story that would be Mark at the top of the table uh, Queen's Park after 23 games have 43 points then on 39 there's Ayr Dundee and then on 35, 33 points, it's Patrick Thistle who lost at the weekend. So a bad yeah. weekend for the Jags. Yeah, it was. And they obviously they, they go to Ibrooks um, on yep. Sunday. Yep. Um, and the Scottish Cup. I'm just a wee shout out, I think, uh, for Ian McCall, Paul, who I like, 900 games as a manager. Wow. At the weekend there. 900? 900 games uh, as a manager. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it's 900 wow. games um, as a manager. You think I'm calling me in as a as a young manager at Falkirk I think it was his very first job and he was maybe yeah. only 33 mm-hmm. or something like that so he's been managing for more than 20 years Dundee, Dundee United Dundee United Aird United did very well yeah. Partick Thistle mm-hmm. two or three um, times so uh, I, I no. might be wrong but I'm almost certain 900 games um, as a manager but um, there we go so Quality must he's be he's what, 53 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> he no, must he's, be what about he's only 56, 57 well, yep. what a player he, he'd have been playing when Derek was yeah, it I remember watching him when he was at Dunfermline mm-hmm. Rangers were playing Dunfermline I was at East End Park with my dad that's right um, and you could see technically he was really good and right after that game Rangers signed him 
but a poor result at the weekend, losing at home to Cove Rangers. Uh, Hamilton and Dundee, we mentioned, that's a blow to Dundee, isn't it? Draw, drawing at Ackies, and Ackies went ahead. Yeah, you would, yeah. you would fancy Dundee to win that, Paul, but um, it's a brilliant point for, for Hamilton, and, and you know what, they're just now starting to uh, to pick up, but then, uh, look who's above Cove. Cove yep. have been struggling, mm-hmm. and they go down to Partick and win yep. one nil. You, you've never seen that coming, but listen, at least on the right track, the old Ackies. And the mighty Torn, it was uh, 1-1 with five minutes to go. Inverness equalised. And then Murray scoring right at the end. So Morton, decent result for them yeah, up in the Highlands. Yeah, absolutely. Billy Dodds, very, very frustrated and rightly so. But I think we had a great uh, title race for the Championship last season. And then, you know, to try and get into the two, three or four to get yourselves into the playoffs. And it's going the same way again. That'll go right to the wire. 36 games, that'll go right to the wire. Yep, and Wraith Rovers winning at Arbroath. And in League One, Dunfermline still out on top. They had a good win at the weekend. They're on 49 points. Falkirk, 2-1 win for them. They're on 44. Barry, it is exciting there as well in League One. Yeah, again, I mean, it's that's what you want to see in yeah. all the different leagues. I think that's going to get right down to the wire. That's, that's between Dunfermline and Falkirk for me. I know Airdrie are, are in third place. Um, they get a, another victory at the weekend. Um, but I think that one will go. It's going to go right down to the, the last couple of games of the season. Two big clubs for me. If you think Dunfermline, Falkirk, automatically think Premier League, top of Championship. So for two of them to be into, into League One, listen, they've had um, a poor few seasons, but they, they're clubs that should be further up the leagues. Back to the Premiership, the Cinch Premiership. We were talking Celtic just a wee while ago. Terry, the Celtic fan, was on. So Celtic finished up the weekend with that 4-1 win yesterday. Kyogo was... Well, who was man of the match, actually? I thought maybe... Was it? Was it Moy as well? I mean, beautiful goal from him. So for Rangers, they helped to kick off the games on Saturday. 2-1 win against Ross County. Here's the manager afterwards. Yeah, a game of not defending a set play and then having to chase a game that was very, very comfortable before that. I have to say, I thought Malky came with a really good game plan. I thought his boys were terrific. I have to assess my own uh, part to play in the game today as well because trying to keep one or two players happy or engaged, making five subs, you don't always have to do that. I'm showing a lot of faith in people. Maybe that disjointed the performance a little bit as well. I thought it was uh, the third game in another week where we've got three wins. That's the most important thing. Mark, you don't often hear that from a manager marking his own homework in the sense that he said, oh, maybe too many subs. Yeah, but... I think you've got a good bench that, that Rangers have got. You, you know, it must be very tempting. Yeah. And, and there's also an element where, where you have got to try and keep players happy and give them game time. Now, you can also say you know, if, if Rangers are three or four up, then uh, you, know, you can make the change. You've got the luxury of doing that because the game's won. But equally, if you've gone with a starting 11, okay, there, there, there was an enforced change where he's, he's brought on Tillman for Lundstrom yeah. and that worked because Tillman got the goal um, and stopped his time in the first half. But then you think, well, we're only, you know, it's one each. You're, you're chasing a winner with, with 15, 20 to go. Um, you know, you you've got to make changes as well, and there's quality players on the bench to to choose from. It's not like it's a bunch of kids. There's quality players um, there, and I think the five. I, I really like the five. Uh, something Paul at all levels. Mm-hmm. I think it, as he said, it keeps players engaged. You can change the tempo, give players an opportunity. I think it's a good thing for the game. Keeps the fourth official busy, doesn't it? Aye, is aye. it quite tough because you're sometimes down there trackside. Yeah, What's it, it like? Is it, who's that? Who was that? With three subs at the same time, and aye. then the other team maybe do and the same. I think was it, yeah. was it Mourinho for Roma the other night? There yeah. made four at half time. Uh-huh. Made four uh, changes um, at half time. So no, I, I think the, I think the the fact and what an improvement. God, when you think about it, you know, even you know, only twenty years ago, we we, we never had sub goalkeepers, no. even at cup finals. You think of uh, yeah. 
was it uh, Jim Layton? Uh, no, who was it? You played in that yeah, game with Robbie, Robbie Winters. Winters. Go, but yep. you think back, I said, what's the fault? But you think back now, it was madness. Yeah. Cup finals and you weren't allowed to have a goalkeeper. It was after goalkeeper, two you know? or three minutes, broke right. his jaw yeah. and, and Robbie Winters went in goal. And, and to be honest with you, it was, I'm not, I'm not saying, it was basically game over uh-huh. after that. Is that a 2000 Cup final, Barry? I think it was 2000 or 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, run about and one of the two. Yeah. So, uh, yep, Robbie went in and then goals and um, just saying he, you can chip him he's only 5-7 five, 5-8 five, <laughs> <eight. laughs> that was bit... when he was on the line <laughs> what do you make of what the manager was saying there about the subs yeah, yeah. again what Mark says there it's, it's hard we, we, now he's got a strong squad mm. real competition Play, some players maybe be spitting the dummy out no happy getting game time um, but they need to wait for that opportunity and, and as I said to you, that's when the starting whoever the starting eleven is, they need to perform because if they don't perform, somebody will take their place. But on the other hand, they are performing, so it's difficult for these guys that are on the sidelines to to get in. But listen, you've got to be you've got to be patient at times. But when you get the opportunity, you need to grab it with both hands. Here's a bit more from Michael Beale. I'm still searching for a performance. The team are here at Ibrox where we take our chances because. Some of our football, again, first half today was very good, but we were fussy in the final third. If you think about how ruthless we were on Wednesday, if you like, and how clinical we were at times, I think we got people taking two, three, four touches in and around the box when we should be getting our shots off. And uh, we made the game more difficult than, than what it was defensively. But I have to say, I thought Ross County were very good today. I thought their energy was good and I thought fair play to them as well. Two teams played the game. Barry, the form's just not been as consistent or as exciting yeah, at home. I, I thought Wednesday's game suited Rangers because yeah. Hearts come out all attack-minded um, and it played into Rangers' hands. But you know, you know when you're at Ibrox, what teams are going to do, they're going to come and, and sit really deep. Ten men behind the ball. You've got to move the ball really quickly to try and open the gaps up. Um, they did get into the final third a number of times, but it was just it was poor. It wasn't like them because if you think three days before that they were ruthless, real ruthless against um, Hearts and that's something that will be annoying them. Um, as I said, and there had to be a deflected goal that got them the three points. Look, they, they dominated the game in, in terms of the ball. I just think they can move the ball a bit quicker. But I'll go back to the, the, the game. I thought the first goal was a brilliant goal. Cantwell and Morelos, brilliant link up and and Tillman coming in and, and getting the headers um, but overall again it's there's still a bit of work as I said and after the game on Wednesday night I says on Friday I'm not getting carried away with that one game now they've set their standards they need to try and continue their standards and they slipped a bit on Saturday um, but listen it's still a work in progress for me and on Cantwell was he man of the match for you? yeah you've seen his some lovely touches touched the bar yeah he's elegant yeah. on the on the ball, um, can go left or right. He's he's technically very, very good, and he, he linked up with Morelos a few times. Um, I think he's just going to get better as he get more as as he gets more games. Sorry, um, under his belt. Bit more from the manager about the goalkeeping position uh, and the use of the subs. Uh, listen, I thought we were slow getting out to a short corner. We're winning the game one 0 at home. We're comfortable in the game. John's not had much to do, and then. Uh, we switch off of a short corner, they deliver it, and where's the centre-halves, where's John? It's, it's a collective thing. As strong as we were in midweek on set plays to go and score two goals, we've let ourselves down today, and then we're having to chase a game that was in our hands. I think 
in the subs as well. One or two maybe came on. And I wouldn't say they played for themselves, but they wasn't in tune with the rest of the team. Those decisions were on me a little bit. Barry, who's he talking about in your estimation about the subs yeah, that went? The, the subs that come on, he's, he's clearly not happy. He's, he's, he's setting a, um, a standard out there that he's not going to accept them coming on and, and doing their, their own thing. They've got to do whatever the team's been built up to do leading into the, the game. But in terms of the, the goal, it was a poor a poor goal. For me, the goalkeeper's got to come out and take heads there. You've got to come out and, and punch it. The centre-backs as well have got to be a bit, a bit stronger. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a poor poor goal to lose. Is there almost too much said in public about it? Listen, it's great for the media. He he says what he thinks in the way that he did before the Dundee United game when he was asked why have you changed from McGregor. Yeah, it puts a bit of pressure on McLaughlin because yeah. he put him in at Tannadice because he says he can deal with cross balls and yeah. that's been a couple of instances. The one down at Rugby Park, and then obviously the. Uh, in the game uh, yesterday as I says I'll go back to it I just like it. for me I like knowing who the goalkeeper is who the number one is I don't think it's a, a position you can you can play about with um, for me it's it's a specialised position a goalkeeper Mark you know that that was your position the goalkeeper let's hear one more from the manager speaking about the goalkeeping position <laughs> being asked a question yeah certainly I've said that before like Unfortunately, with Robbie, he's had this ankle ligament problem that's just not healed. He's still a good three to four weeks away from training, which is disappointing for him because he's not been out to... If I've, you know, I think we've done probably about 40 training sessions and Robbie's been involved in 10 or 12. So that's really hard for Robbie to be able to show what he can do now. But John's been there uh, all the time as a mainstay. We obviously know Alan is not getting any younger, but he's clearly our number one right now. But if I feel that... Um, he needs to have a rest, and I think John's always been able. We lost any games with John, so John's not the issue when he's in the goals. I think with the whole team defend. We come today on the back of three clean sheets on the bounce, and we can see the lousy goal off a set play. So we all need a shake for that. I think you see the you know, three clean sheets were true, but I think Alan McGregor plays in the three clean sheets. So <laughs> yeah. look, I think there's a wee bit of something that doesn't quite add up. Um, bottom line is, you know, the business end of the season. Uh, don't mess about um, with, with things, and, I, and I, is it? Too, I don't know, so I might, I might be speaking at a ton, but I would imagine, is it too much to ask Alan McGregor to, to play two games in four days? No, I don't think so. Do I think that Alan McGregor's gone to the manager say that going to leave me out on Saturday? My body, I don't think Alan McGregor's that type of guy. So sometimes you maybe just make change for the sake. I think now, approaching the middle of February, there's a prize up for grabs in a couple of weeks' time. As best you can, you go with your strongest um, 11 now and, and that would include um, Alan, McGregor, Alan McGregor. The manager has just said it there. Alan McGregor is my number one. So why are you changing it? You, you see, the, apart from the goal against Ross County, you see the difference that you've had a settled back four. Yeah. Tavernier, Golson, Davies, Barisic. They're just getting stronger and better each game, albeit it was a bad defensive um, error. Uh, uh, the weekend, but when you, I just think that's an area of the pitch. I always liked having a settled back five. I would call them, including the goalkeeper. It's very important that they have a good connection with each other. You can change midfielders. You can have like a mainstay in there, but you could have maybe one or two changes and the same up front. But I just think in the back line, you've got to be consistent um, on it. And and maybe he, I mean he's saying he wasn't happy with a couple of the, the performances, or he changed it too much. Maybe he was talking about the goalkeeper. Perhaps. We don't know. 
We don't know that. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi. And we'll be with Barry on the 9th of March at Oranmore in Glasgow. And there's still a few tickets remaining. Some tickets. Uh, Thisisgo.co.uk. And for Celtic fans, the John Hartson night's going to be at St Luke's later in the month, the 30th of March. Again, thisisgo.co.uk. The Legends Nights with uh, the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Don't forget the breakfast show tomorrow morning. Crofty and Grado, I heard them this morning. They're on fire. It's a great listen from 6am. Uh, until 10, so that's tomorrow morning. Looking forward to that. The Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi and lots of people talking tonight about well, what's going to happen in the Cup games already. People thinking about the Cup this weekend. We'll go through the rest of the fixtures in a moment or two. And Barry, inevitably, we're Glasgow's own station. The countdown is on. 19 sleeps to go before a game of association football, Hamden Park, <laughs> Rangers against Celtic. How much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, listen, it's the first cup final of the season. Um, I'm, um, I'm confident, I've got to be honest with you, confident um, going into the game. And so Rangers have got to be confident because of the way they've they've um, started back after the World Cup break under Michael Beale. Um, some real good performances, but most importantly, they're, they're unbeaten um, at this moment in time and they want to continue it. They've got a couple of games. They've got the Scottish Cup next weekend. They've got one league game before the the cup final I just hope Hamden Parts and decent nick because you want both teams to have no excuses and I think they'll go ham and tong at each other the pitch has got to be tip top otherwise take the game to Darvel <laughs> <laughs> no it's been silly but yeah that, this will be, be some yeah, game it's the, yeah, the Britain's pitch, match of the weekend yeah the, yep. the, the pitch will be um, in tip top condition I think we can be pretty certain Um of that on the same day you've got Man United Newcastle I realised that as I said that I but, but yeah. I mean what a final I know I'm not quite sure that, that kick off yeah. I'm sure Rangers Celtics 3 o'clock at Hamden mm-hmm. um, on the Sunday afternoon um, it's going to be pretty special any old firm game you know or Glasgow Derby whatever, whatever yeah. it is you want to call it sure. just end like that but when the first piece of silverware um, is up for grabs first chance for Michael Beale to win a trophy put a marker down the first chance for Celtic, they would see it as a Ange Postecoglou retaining that trophy, and also the first leg of a of a treble, which I think's on the the minds of people inside Celtic Park. So it's all to play for. Um, at the moment, you'd have Celtic favourites going into the game, but it's a cup final, slight favourites. But anything can happen. Ninety minutes, um, you can see anything can happen at all. But uh, two good teams. You look at the last Old Firm game, two each. Not a thing between them um, in that 90 minutes um, at Ibrooks And like I say, we've got a cup final to look for, Paul. They're, they're always special and I don't think this one's going to let anybody down. It's it's going to be one not to be missed. Two winning teams. And Barry, you said, I heard you earlier saying that when we were talking about you know European football and Celtic and Rangers at a certain level and you said Celtic ahead at the moment of Rangers. Yeah, because they're and nine we, points in the league. Of course. The league doesn't lie. They're yeah. the best team at this moment in time yeah. and that's what yeah. Rangers need to do is, sure. is catch them. Um, I think they're on the right road but Celtic are clearly the, the dominant team at this moment in time and Rangers have got a a real um, how could I put it they've got a something to look forward to to try and take a trophy off Celtic because Mark just says yeah, they're the holders and to win that first trophy you never know what could happen you never know you don't know how Celtic could react if Rangers do win it so that's why I'm really looking forward to it 
I'll go back to the last Old Firm game. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought after the first five minutes, I'm thinking to myself, oh, here we go again. But f- credit to Rangers, they come back into it. But then, assigning a good team for me is going into the last couple of minutes. Celtic just kept going. He changed it. He went two up top at that stage and got the equaliser. Um, so I think there's going to be goals in this cup final. Mm. There's no doubt about it. And I think they're going to go for each other. As I said, I don't think there's miles apart. So looking forward to it in a couple of weeks. I think it will be a, re- a real showpiece event for the Scottish game. Yesterday, the last game, Celtic went to Perth and won 4-1. Ange Postacoglu spoke about the game afterwards on Sky. Yeah, really pleased. Um, yeah, conditions weren't easy, um, particularly the pitch. And, uh, you know, we had to sort of overcome that and, and not steer too far away from our football. And I thought, um, you know, we did that because of the nature of the game and, and obviously the, the pitch. There were times we had to defend. I thought we did that really well as well, which was good to see. And, uh, yeah, we got four good goals. Celtic on 70 points, Rangers on 61, just 13 games to go. It's the first time that I've actually looked at that figure of how many games to go. It is ticking down. We're going through the Scottish Cup games as well this weekend and we got to Wraith Rovers against Motherwell. My goodness, how Motherwell could do with a bit of joy in in any game in the Cup. Well, they've got some money in the league on Wednesday night, first of all, Paul. And, um, you know, it seems to be closing in on on, on Stevie Hamill. Um, Unfortunately, he needs to get a result from somewhere I don't know where it comes from at this moment in time he'll have tried everything um, he'll be scratching his head he'll be begging his players for more he's, he's probably tried putting an arm around some of them putting a few backsides he'll have tried how many staff will have tried everything um, and they just need to find a way I think it's a home game um, to St Mern but St Mern and, um, are doing well albeit they lost at the weekend there to, to, to Hibs but you know, there's a real steadiness um, about St Mern and there's a real vulnerability vulnerability um, about uh, Motherwell at the moment so Stevie Hamill even just getting a draw even just nicking a point on, on Wednesday night I'm sure Stevie Hamill would, would take that at this moment in time Barry they need that so yeah, so I, much I worry about them yep. I, I really do have you watched Motherwell or have you watched Motherwell over the years you've always seen a few players in, in the team where a bit of steel about them that's the thing that worries me um, about Motherwell um, so look he's made a few signings it's going to take a bit of time for them to to get used to the surroundings and the way that, that Stevie wants to play but they've not got a lot of time left as Mark says there's 13 games to go um, they need to try and get wins whether that's just nice footballs out the window you get the ball back to front um, I, I don't know what they're going to do but I, I, I do worry about, about Motherwell I says for the game at the weekend they had to at least take something mm-hmm. to try and build on that obviously they're up to um, Petaudry and Aberdeen have won pretty convincingly mm. like, let's be honest so yeah but it's going to be a, a tough few months for, for Motherwell you, you look yeah. at the bottom four Paul um, at the moment they're, they're all kind of clumped together two or three points between them you kind of want to get to 35 points normally if you get right. to 35 mm-hmm. You'll not finish bottom. You might end up in the playoff. Mm-hmm. So I think what's Motherwell on twenty points just now? Yep. So it's like, where, where does and that fifteen twenty? So, yep. you, so I think Motherwell will get, maybe get fourteen games to go. And they've only put that's right. They've yeah, only so, played. So they've got fourteen. So if they're looking at getting an average of of one point from fourteen games, now they've only amassed um, twenty points from twenty three games. So with all our averages have really got you up their game. And it's the same for, for a lot of them. So uh, you want to get to 35. That's a kind of magic number. And they'll all be trying to 
uh, to do that but can we see Motherwell getting another 15 points between now and the end of the season if, at this moment in time it, it doesn't look likely so you're right they've got Wraith Rovers away uh, Scottish Cup obviously in the league St Mirren at home Hearts at home Kilmarnock away uh, and of course Kilmarnock have got a good record haven't they at Rugby that's Park. what I think will keep yep. Kilmarnock up their home yeah. form yeah because they're away from they haven't won it away yeah that's something that'll be <clears throat> sorry yep. worry, worrying uh, mm-hmm. Dell but their, their yep. home form they're, they're quite comfy at home they, they can pick up um, victories Kilmarnock but I just I just worry about Mother at this moment in time and, and Dundee United again they, they seem to pick up picked up a, I don't know four, five, six weeks ago mm-hmm. they've hit a wee bit of a, a slump as well um, but Mother with that game in hand it takes them up level with everybody else the 25 games they need to make sure they get the three points for that game you just don't know where it's going to come from and you heard the fans on last week with Hugh on with Stephen and they just don't see the fight in there and they've also they feel that he keeps changing the team keeps changing the lineup. But, but he's doing that to try and find a yeah. winning formula a trigger, that, that, a yeah. trigger from somewhere isn't he yeah mm-hmm. Paul that, that's your hoping that you, you get a trigger from somewhere and that's what he's trying to do Um so yeah, but I think it's going to be a, a long few months, and you don't like seeing that. And I've said it before. No. I I love seeing young managers getting an opportunity, and I think Stevie Hamill deserved the opportunity, and you want to see him um, do well. But I, I think this could be the making him because he's been through a tough period. So hopefully he can come out at the other end with with keep Mother in the Premier League. St Mirren lost that great home record that they had at the weekend, losing to Hibs. But Stevie Robinson's done a great job. They're challenging for... They want to stay top six, Mark. And they've lost some players. But you think they will end up top six? St Mirren won't get dragged into it, will they? Yeah, I think just now, Paul, if you look at Celtic Rangers and Hearts, obviously, yeah. are, are gimmies. Um, and I think now you're looking at, at, um, at Livingston and um, Livingston, I think, mm. will do it as well. 35 um, points the magic yeah, number and, yeah. and probably you know, St Mirren so I think it's between Hibs, Aberdeen and St Johnston for that final spot um, in the top six I think five are set there's one spot up for grabs you've then got the bottom four and I think that bottom four will remain the bottom four I think so Dundee United between, Motherwell Ross County Kilmarnock yes yeah. that bottom four will be fighting out to, to, to avoid the bottom two spots and then you've got kind of St Johnston, Hibs and uh, Aberdeen fighting for that final one top six spot Barry, what are you thinking about Hibs? They have defied the yeah, odds, haven't they? Um, yeah, After... I think they'll yeah. they'll find themselves in the top six alongside Livingston. Um, obviously, Hearts are, are going to finish third. I'm going to go St Martin to finish in the top six. That'd be brilliant, ahead of Aberdeen and St Johnson. I think are four or five points behind yeah. Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think it might be a tough ask for St Johnson. So I'm going to go. Yep, Hearts third, Livingston, mm-hmm. Hibs, and St Martin. Yeah, St Johnson on 27, Aberdeen on 32, St Mirren 33, Hibs 34, Livingston 35 and then the big three, you've got Hearts on 42, Rangers 61, uh, Celtic on 70. What do you think, who's going to, St Mirren top six? Yeah, I'll agree with Barry on the top six and and as I say the bottom four will, will stay the same for the rest of the season I think. Headlines tonight then as we look forward to the games coming up midweek and the weekend. We just heard from Ange Postacoglu his assessment of the Celtic win and on Saturday, Michael Beale about Rangers 2-1 win. Oh yeah, a game of not defending a set play and then having to chase a game that was very, very comfortable before that. I have to say I thought Malky came with a really good game plan. I thought his boys were terrific. 
I have to assess my own uh, part to play in the game today as well because trying to keep one or two players happy or engaged, making five subs, you don't always have to do that. I'm showing a lot of faith in people. Maybe that disjointed the performance a little bit as well. I thought it was uh, the third game in another week where we've got three wins. That's the most important thing. And a bit of time to work on things, Barry, because no, no game for a number of days this midweek. Yeah, they've, they've obviously got the Scottish Cup game against Partick Thistle. Um, so it's a, a bit of time to get on the training ground and, and managers enjoy that that bit of time you know what I mean where they can work on certain areas of the pitch that he wasn't too happy about at the, at the weekend um, so yeah Scottish Cup I like the Scottish Cup yeah. I like when the Scottish Cup weekend comes about it's a brilliant trophy to be involved in not all trophies are are, are great to be involved in but the Scottish Cup's just got that special feeling about it and some of the games um, when you're looking at it, I think Celtic and Rangers will comfortably get into the, the quarter-finals. Um, but as Mark says, I think the start of the, the second half of the show, what, what a story it would be if, if Darville um, could get into the quarter-final, but then... I've got Stephen McGinn who's part of your squad. Indeed. Oh, yeah. d- never um, mind him. Can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine the quarter final draw and Davil end up at home to Celtic or Rangers? Oh, wow. Honestly, okay, it's not it's not of course. it's not out with it's not out with Hollywood would want the rights to that one, wouldn't oh, they? Oh honestly and by, and, and Davil will keep it there. We'll just keep the game yeah. there and, and, and go for it. Sure. <laughs> they will. Jink Mick's writing his speech now, although he said that's the kind of thing he does every game. Yeah. He gives that kind of you know how many 77 years it's X number of how many 40 million 90 minutes give me one of them and stuff well, his team certainly yeah. gave him that, that that's for sure because yeah, you, you're a bit like thinking oh this could be a it'd be brilliant if there was a cup upset but you're looking and thinking hey, Aberdeen the Premier League team big club but as I says to you I, I thought they were brilliant in the first yeah. half so many football they played that's his sixth tier in Scottish yeah. football um, so they're a credit to to themselves and, and they thoroughly deserve going in and Falkirk have got a tough one Stephen will know that he spoke about them they all watched the game they know it's going to be a, a tough ass for them to go down to Darville um, so that, that'll be a cracker on Monday night Have you scored a goal like Stephen Humphreys Barry in your distinguished no, career? I couldn't kick it that far enough <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe that Barry we'll see you on Wednesday Mark later in the week on Friday Yep, You'll I'll be, be with here. us. No problem. And we're back here tomorrow night. John Hartson will be here. I'll be here. And uh, from five tomorrow, the news is next and then Joe Cool Day. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.